as we hunkered down in social distance, this American Dice played a one-on-one -on -one campaign of Dungeons and Dragons, quote, the world's greatest role-playing game, unquote. Today, this American Dice brings you the first episode of Dragon of Icefire Peak from the D&D Essentials Kit. Meet Serafina Tealeaf and her companions as they receive a welcome to Fandolin. But first, let's turn back the clock a few weeks and take a look at Icefire Peak itself. Far below, the denizens of Faerun celebrate the final days of spring. Up here, in this long-forgotten stronghold among the Sword Mountains, warmth is always in short supply no matter what the season. But recently, winter itself has descended upon those who made Aspire hold their home. Winter with great white wings, fangs, and talons, and breath, well, that can kill in an instant. A few dozen figures struggle against the cold winds and march down the mountain. Under layers of fur, hide armor, tusks poke out. Many are already wounded, a whole lot frostbitten. Two of them turn to look back at the stronghold further up the mountain. Look back at their former home. We're running like cowards! You saw how that monster tore apart our chief and all three of the god speakers. You think you'd have a chance at it with your spear? The young orc almost says something. But then he just bows his head and turns back to continue the trudge down the mountain. The others follow. What's down there for us anyway? Rich farmland. Warm meat. <laughs> Maybe allies. The two orcs share a glance and almost smile at the thought. The younger looks over his shoulder one last time at the stronghold. As if sensing his gaze, a horrible roar erupts from their former home. None of them could know that far, far below, the most unlikely hero just about to arrive. Quarantine game. One-on-one. -on -one. Oh, did you want to say your name? 
Go for it. My name is Marisa. Alright, so guess what? You made um, a character last time, but you did come up with a name now. What's that name? Her name is Serafina Tealeaf, and her nickname is Feeny. And, oh, you have two two buddies with you, uh, Shanjan Kwan and Anerva Nightbreeze. And you found out last time that you were a, uh, like a veteran of a war, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, wait, so the War of what? It's called the War of the Silver Marches. Ah. Yeah. And so that whole war ended, and maybe you solved nightmares. I, I was thinking the one of the things you picked was that you're still scared of, like, something, or something still, like, keeps you up at night. Thinking about this war, and there's there were two giant white dragons that were fighting on the, the side against you, mm-hmm. that these drow were kind of riding, and they, sh- instead of breathing fire, white dragons uh, breathe ice, and they just, like, freeze people solid and then, like, crunch them and eat them. Do you want to tell us, uh, just kind of narrate, like, if like a dream you might have, like a nightmare, like a flashback to this, uh, this war that you went through? You are in maybe some kind of plane, and all these mostly dwarves are around you in like full kind of armor you're kind of have this borrowed armor too you're kind of hanging back it's always night like a starless night because of the magic someone maybe just staring out at this battle happening and this dwarf kind of taps you or pushes you on the shoulder or something it's like what are you doing go over there do you see those men they need your healing so seraphina is looking over this battle but um she can only see shadows because uh it's endless night right and is mm-hmm. there a moon or no um yeah i guess the moon would be out but so she can only see people like in the moonlight and then this dwarf pushes her forward and tells her to go heal people and she can hear some other dwarves like crying out for help and like in pain um but she can't really see exactly where they are she can just kind of hear them um so she walks towards the noise and can see some like fires in the in the ahead in the distance but uh nothing's actually lit up and she grabs her pouch of healing potions I guess, and starts kind of walking towards where she hears the noises of people in pain, and she trips over something, and she looks down, and um, just in the bare minimum of moonlight, she sees that it's a, like a very young dwarf that is dead already. And she looks at him and his eyes are open and staring up at the moon. And so she can kind of only see that, but she could tell that he's completely dead and he looks super young. And then she looks up towards the moon and uh, right as she looks up towards the moon, she sees this big, like a shadow of a dragon's wing just float by. And so she immediately turns to yell to all the other soldiers to prepare for battle oh yeah i love that that's really cool and then i think um 
Yeah, maybe Shanjan's there. Um, well, I was kind of thinking, like, at this point, when she yells for Rudy to, to like, prepare for battle, uh, maybe Shanjan, like, stands up, and he's, um, like, administering medicine to another fallen dwarf, and they, like, kind of lock eyes, and... You know, he, like, motions for her to come over and help him. Um, so then she, like, would run that way, you know, when everybody else is preparing for this dragon attack. Oh, yeah. Maybe this is when you two met, right? Maybe he... That's yeah. kind of what I was thinking is, like, this is when we met, you know, like, calls me over and is like, oh... Uh, yeah, wait, let me... Let's do it, right? He's uh, maybe, like, kneeled down in front of... Um, maybe let's make it, like, an elf this time who's, uh, I don't know, like, maybe they just have, like, a like an axe wound or something in their chest and um he's kind of holding you know um some kind of pressure on this this wound that you can just see all the the elven blood coming out he's like uh a little healthier please you notice he has that distinctive kind of birthmark here that's like a horseshoe kind of thing on his forehead he's like you're a healer aren't you uh yes i'm a healer um what do you need my help with I was about to, uh, there, I just saw a dragon fly by and I think we need to get everybody that's sick and, um, everybody that's been hurt into shelter as soon as possible. We need to find something to carry the bodies back with us yeah, to he, safety. And he's just holding frantically, like looking up, up at you. <laughs> you are shorter, but he's still looking up and just like, uh, we can't move this guy anywhere unless, uh, I stop this bleeding. I... I'm a priest of Timora, but I think this guy's luck's run out. Like I, I'm trying to cast stuff, but I, I think I'm just out for the day. She's not, she's not helping me. Uh, I need something to. Do you have like bandages or something I can stop this? If we move him now, he's gone for. And Seraphina reaches into her medic bag and has like a jar of like this like kind of mud stuff, and dips her hand into it and then. Um, show me where the, the battle wound is and I'll spread this on it and that should seal it up for now. And um, so then he would maybe like show where the wound is and she puts her hand over it and um, presses like this mud looking stuff over the wound and it stops bleeding. Oh wait, hold on. Let's, I, wanted, I wanted to lead this into a, uh, a roll. Let's see if you can save this person with this mud. So how this works is, I think you have a one of your skills is medicine, right? Yes. All right, so go ahead and roll one of those d20s. I think when you're looking at this, it looks like, oh, this is a pretty bad wound, but maybe these these prayers to this random god did help Shanjian prayed for, because it looks like it's pretty good, but I'm going to give this a DC of 10. So you want to get 10 or higher. All right, well, you got a one, and then you add your medicine to it. So three. So a three total. So this person's not making it. What, is, what does this look like? Um, so spreads the mud on it, and then it starts to, the wound starts to close for a moment, and Feeny looks at it and looks at Shanjan, and they kind of share like a hopeful glance and 
all of a sudden the elf starts coughing and like gurgling sounds in their throat and they look back at him quickly and the mud that she spread on the wound is like um like bubbling up and uh like kind of spreading out almost like making it look like there's like mossy like brown stripes going down their their chest and then uh oh can i take over real fast yeah i think maybe this elf starts like coughing and it's like coughing blood and then it starts uh and elves had like regular blood they're not like that crazy but it like starts turning like purple and then like blue he's coughing up all this stuff and kind of looks up and just shoots this like frosty thing everywhere everybody in ice and you realize like his face kind of turns into this giant dragon and that's when you like wake up with a start it's maybe a little past dawn and kind of a nerva night breeze this uh your other companion is uh, kind of standing over you you're in your sleeping bag i think one of your kits come with a, a sleeping bag in it <laughs> but maybe there's like the dying embers of the fire that you set the night before the three of you she's just like uh looks down them uh, bad dreams again then, huh? I don't know why I keep getting reminders of the war that was six years ago. Every time I think that I've moved past that moment, it haunts me again in my dreams, and I can't seem to get that cold chill off the back of my neck. Well, my family's called Night Breeze. I think I have a little uh, empathy for you on that, but I got some good news for you. Now the sun's up, you can see the town of Fandolin. Frontierland. Yeah, exactly. It's Disney World Frontierland. There's lots of like log cabin kind of things. Guess what? Flip it over and it's a whole, t- it's a whole thing of Fandolin. So you're kind of adventurous looking for new quests and maybe, I don't know what rumor you heard or something, but this place is paying gold pieces for a, doing quests and things so i think maybe uh shanjan says to you well feeny i guess you're the you're the one leading the leading the way here where do you think we should go first well now that we're finally in fandolin i think that we should probably stop by barthen's provisions and just make sure that we have everything we need before heading into the stone hall stone hill inn um to check in for the the day. And Shanjan's like, yeah, oh wow, I can't wait to sleep in a real bed again. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've been to a town with a, an actual inn. Not even sure uh, where we should start, to be honest with you, but I think first things first, and we need to re-up on all of our food and water and possibly get some more medic supplies since you know we're on the road now before we get to the next town because we don't know when we're going to find a provisions shop again. So a Nerva Nightbreeze is kind of a, as an elf, sort of like more perceptive than most, most, most other races, probably normal for an elf, but you can tell that she's kind of a, or, yeah, what's her tell when she kind of sees something? Does she stiffen up or? Maybe her, just like the tips of her elf ears just move. I love that. Yeah, that's really awesome. So you kind of, a. Uh, see Inerva do that and then you kind of follow her gaze over and you just see these uh these five uh figures kind of running toward you like full speed 
like almost like a charge. Maybe you do have like a. I might be doing this a uh, veteran thing too hard, but like see for a second like a like a charging orc or something like a battalion of them, but then you kind of shake it off and you see that they're like maybe the same size as you or shorter. It's like that's no orc. Wait a second, and these uh, five figures kind of rush up to you and they're they're all children. So there's three three little boys, a little girl, and this something. It's like a weird reptilian creature, but also about the same height and. Um, you can tell one of these kids, uh, as they kind of get closer to you, still running full speed, um, but you can tell they have big smiles on their face, so it's not like this is the children's militia or anything. Um, one of them is a halfling child, too. But yeah, they all kind of run up to you and kind of stop like a minute before, and Anerva is really uncomfortable. She kind of takes a few steps back, and she's like, oh, god damn, the children are here. And uh, they kind of mob both Shanjan and you, especially when they see your was it was it a ukulele you're holding? Yeah, magical ukulele. Absolutely. They're like, "Wow! Oh my gosh! What is this? Oh, is that a is that a guitar? What's this? Wow! Are you an adventurer? Look at this! Oh, that one has a sword! Look at this bow! Oh my gosh! Wow! An elf? A real elf? And the the halfling kid is like, "Oh my gosh! Are you are you a halfling too? This is amazing!" And he just I think he just hugs you. But no! Oh wow! I've never seen! Oh my gosh! Another half! This is amazing! You must be adventurous. This is so cool. How do you react to these kids? I think that Feeny would definitely hug the little halfling back out of just like a like a natural reaction. Like, oh, this is just family. Yeah. And um, kind of like give him a little hug and then pat him on the head and also move the magical ukulele from one arm to the other arm that's like away from the kids. Yeah. Just kind of look at the other kids, and since Inverna has sort of taken a step back, she's like, well, um, yeah, kids, we're just here, we're just here passing through, so uh, we appreciate the the welcome, the warm welcome. Um, we're just heading over to the provision shop, so um, if y'all don't mind, we're going to go ahead and uh, gonna move forward now, and thank you for the warm welcome. Um, y'all be on your way. I think the uh, the lady, the girl, the little girl, is like, provisions? No. You're, if you're adventurers, you need to go to the quest board. It's in the center of town. That has all the quests. If you're a real fighter and a, like adventurer, you can, get, you can go and save all the people around us. And you can help protect us. And I think the, the, one of the boys who has, you realize now, has like a little like wooden sword that's like strapped to his back. And maybe, usually rapiers are usually strapped to your side, right? I think when he sees your rapier on your side, he kind of just has discreetly, next time you see him, has moved it to, like, his waist. And he's like, shut up, Nilsa. Like, they're adventurers. They can do whatever they want. Maybe they have to get new, like, picks and shovels and things. Like, you have to do all kinds of things when you're out in the wilderness. And she's like, shut up, Pip. You don't know anything about adventuring. He's like, whatever. I know way more than you. The little halfling one is like, God guys come on we don't know anything they they should teach us they're like really good teachers look that one's a halfling they're like really good at teaching right and she kind of pats the little halfling on the shoulder and says you all look like big strong warriors and i bet you're gonna grow up to be the best in the land but um you know just give me and my friends a little bit of space where are your parents and she looks at the little girl and says um what kind of trouble has happened here that you need help with and then I think that reptilian child creature just starts, like, licking your hand. You, you're nice. 
I think Feeny is so like warm-hearted that she just sort of like turns her hand over and lets him like lick her palm mm-hmm. and says, "You all are very sweet too, but but salty. I need to I I need to know more about what's what's happening in this town. I I don't see any any of your parents kind of to the little boy. Did you say that you don't have any other halflings here? Where is everybody right now? Oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. The little girl who I think um, the other boy said her name, Nilsa. She's like, oh, um, I'm Nilsa Dendrar, and this is my brother, and this is the kid who hasn't said anything, who's kind of just, like, shy in the back. Um, this is Nars, and I guess our parents uh, live right there, pointing pointing at this house. Um, my dad's a smithy. Um, if you need, like, horseshoes or something, it kind of looks around. Um, oh, wait, no, Pip kind of looks around, the other kid, the other boy with the sword. And she's like, uh, they don't have any horses, stupid. Why would they need horseshoes? And she's like, shut up, Pip. They might. Who knows? Anyway, that's where my dad is. We're just out playing, and we saw someone coming. And, I mean, obviously, adventurers, we want to give you a warm welcome. I guess there's not a lot of, like, bad stuff going on, but I don't know. Are you coming from Leylon? And she looks at... The little girl, whatever her name was. Nilsa. Nilsa. That's very sweet, dear. If we do need any horseshoes, we'll make sure to come to your father first. And um, kind of, you know, woman to woman, just like gives her like a nice, like, good job look. Uh, she says, no, we we came from Connieberry. And the little halfling boy is like, um. Well, no, of course they're they're probably just coming from they've probably heard of Leylon and the dragon that attacked and they're probably just here to protect us cuz there's not a lot of people to protect this town um and she's she's really nice and her two friends look really nice um and I think the little boy looks up at um Inerva and Inerva just like gives him this dirty look and Inerva kind of leans down to you and pulls her hat down and just like uh you did not tell me there would be kids here. We need to move along. I do not like this one bit. They make me nervous. In contrast, Shanjan is just like, you're so, oh, such cute, adorable children. I can't believe it. it's so precocious. Hmm. And this little creature is uh, still licking your hand. He kind of looks, look, maybe you look down at him and he stops for a second, looks up at you and he's like, I'm Snook. And then goes back to licking you. And then maybe she um, removes her palm and just kind of pets Snook on the head and says, Number one, we need to head into the provisions and restock. Um, And I think Nilsa interrupts you and she's like, All right, perfect. Yes, that's really smart. We can lead you there. And she starts like marching, expecting you to follow. And Carp, oh, Carp, Carp is the halfling boy. He didn't introduce himself, but yeah, he, he says, My name's Carp. And he kind of um, holds your hand and, like, leads you there. What, Shanjan? I keep forgetting these kids' names. But Shanjan is, like, happily following, too. And then uh, a Nerva Night Breeze puts her um, hat even further down and just kind of, like, stays behind and walks slowly after you. Feeny turns around and says, uh, Inerva, we might as well just let them take us to the provision shop and introduce us to the shop owner at this point. Might we're just gonna get everything that we need and head on into the Stonehill Inn. Uh, we have a lot more important things to talk about. I don't know if you heard what that little boy said, but this is worth discussing alone. 
you within the gaggle of these kids uh she just says like she grunts just like uh yeah i'll uh i'm pretty well stocked i'll meet you up at the inn i'll see about making a, a room for us that's a good call thank you inverna you know teamwork yeah and the maybe inverna just kind of like rushes past them without stopping and I could see the little kids being like, ooh, she's so tall. Mm-hmm. And then um, the Shanjan and the kids and uh, Feeny go into the provision shop. Yeah. The provision shop, just imagine kind of a like an old-timey general store, basically. They have, like, gum and candy, but also basically anything you might um, need. In fact, there's a whole list of just garbage that you could have. How much uh, gold do you have? I think you started with a certain amount. I thought so. Okay, so I have 10 gold. So that's not a ton, but you could... Do you have anything that you uh, were thinking about buying? Just like food and stuff? Mm, I assumed that we'd probably need like water and maybe like some beef jerky or something. Hmm, yeah. Um, Because they've got like... I mean, they've got their weapons on them. They have... uh, something to sleep on and so really they just I just figured they'd stock up on like food or something yeah so I think when you go in there like I said kind of the uh, a big general store kind of thing I think you probably noticed these these two strapping lads one in fact is a halfling the other ones just are human and they're kind of moving boxes and they're probably opening boxes and resupplying stuff on the shelves and things we'll say one looks around or looks at you and just like Oh, well, hi there. You need some assistance? You're new here, I guess. Yes, young man. Uh, well... Oh, young, young man, thanks. Uh, no, my name's uh, Ander, if you please. All right, Ander. Nice to meet you. My name is Feeney, and my friends and I have traveled into your town just for the night to gather water and food, and we're going to be staying up at the Stone Hill Inn tonight. Met some of your town folk here. I think Carp is still holding your hand. And he's like, she's going to help with the dragon. So we were just here for the night, and uh, your little friend here, Carp, has mentioned something of a dragon. And to be honest with you, we're we're not looking for any trouble. We're, we're just looking to pass through. But this does make me a little concerned. And I think uh, Ander, maybe he was, who knows, maybe there's just like a, a broom within arm's reach. And he kind of takes it and just like swats it at the kids. And they all kind of scream. And like run away really over dramatically. He's like, "Get out of here! Come on, leave this leave this poor woman alone." Oh, and and sir too. Like he just nods at uh, Shenzhen, and just like, "Sorry about that. These these little tykes they get they get pretty uh excited when new people come around." But no, don't don't worry about this dragon. It was a uh, supposedly it was a uh, way over in Leylon or something. Messed up some buildings and ate a cow or something. But hopefully they won't come over here. We're not too worried. Although, if you talk to um, Talmaster over there, they've got a bulletin board for people uh, that need some extra money to do uh, do uh, adventuring heroic type things if you want. Um, also, I mean, he kind of looks over at um, the halfling that's helping him out. Who's Maybe he's walking over to the group now. I mean, this one I could use a hand with this stuff if you're looking for some money or whatever, but... 
you know, lifting boxes and things. But anyway, good old Elmar's got uh, pretty much anything you need here. I don't know what you're looking for. We really just need a little bit of hydration and a couple of sticks of beef jerky to keep us going. But um, we might check out your town master's hall to pick up a few more coins before we leave town. I am curious, though, if you could tell me a little more about this dragon that was the next town over. Aren't you worried at all about it coming to you? Falandin? Fandolin? Fandolin? You got it. Yeah, and Andrew's kind of, uh, maybe he goes back to work and he's, like, uh, like, just shelving stuff, but still looking at you, you know, but talking while he's working. Oh, yeah, um, you know, we got some, some trail rations, some jerky and stuff, some, uh, you know, dehydrated stuff you can take on the road with you. Um, that's over in, in aisle seven. Uh, don't have much, uh, ways of water. If you're thirsty, you might want to talk, or go over to the, uh, Stonehill Inn, or if you're really thirsty, you might want to go over to the Sleeping Giant, which is the tavern, but he kind of looks at uh, Thistle the Halfling. They both kind of share a look for a second. He's like, I don't know if I'd recommend that. It's kind of a, like a shadier place. Most most people don't uh, don't associate with that stuff too much. And I'll tell you, Stonehill Inn's got plenty of drink and some room and board and a whole menu. If you were, uh, especially if you're looking at just a tourist, I'd go over there first, but... Thistle, you want to grab this, uh, these two fine folks, um, some of those rations? Just excitedly nods and just sprints over. But yeah, you can have uh, rations or, or five silver pieces, which uh, silver pieces are just basically dimes. So it's like 50 cents if you want a ration or two. I guess I'll take one then. Sure. Yeah, right, right on down. You get to track all this garbage. <laughs> I think in your pack you got some rations too. I don't know where that goes. It's probably in here, but you can put it anywhere that you will remember it. This is only for you anyway. So I think you started with a bunch of rations. Uh, I oh, I can tell you that, actually. Because you started with an entertainer's pack, which comes with five days of rations. And you just bought two extra days, so you have a whole seven days of rations. I was going to say a week, but I forgot. In Forgotten Realms, they don't use weeks, they use ten days. Three okay. ten days to a month. So cool, yeah, they do that. And there, is there anything else you want to talk to these two folks about? Well, oh, maybe when you buy the stuff, you can actually see the the uh, the guy Elmar is the, uh, the the owner. I guess he's kind of in his fifties. He's like an older older man. He's kind of balding. Everyone has a southern accent here. Sorry. Oh well, then uh, just uh, two rations. Here you go. Here, you, tell you tell you what. Have a third one in the house. It's nice to see visitors in here. Well, thank you so much, sir. I truly appreciate your kindness, and uh, if you're ever in need of anything while we're in town, please let me know. I'd be happy to move a couple boxes for you or anything you need for this extra ration, but, uh... <laughs> well, Ander and Thistle, it's hard enough to keep them busy as it is. They're... Most of the time they sleep in the back, but if they ever uh, won't be roused, I can uh, call on you, definitely. Thanks so much. I truly appreciate your assistance, but I, I do want to know before we leave your provision shop, which is just lovely, by the way. Thank you so much. <laughs> He's like, well, thank you kindly. Uh, I'd asked before, but didn't hear an answer. Are you not worried about this dragon coming over to your side? Well, yeah, it's uh, there's lots of worries in this world, you know. I know the town master's having a hard time with this 
hearing this news of dragons. It's not the first either. There's supposedly some kind of a awful thing happening up in the, up the Ice Spire Peaks. The mountain range real close to us on that map. There it is, right behind me. I have a whole picture map of the thing that you saw earlier. To be honest, it's a little worrying, but as long as that dragon doesn't get hungry and come along to, to our neck of the woods, I guess that's all we can hope for. And you don't have any sort of army or uh, traps set around to protect yourselves? Well, no, we just kind of are set, resetting up this town or this village, I guess, uh, since it got sacked before, but we just trust in each other. You know, there's a, a shrine to Tamora here, the goddess of good luck. Um, and Shinjan's like, Tamora? That's the very goddess that I worship. Providence, then, right there. More evidence that we're just a lucky town here, I guess, and that's what we got to rely on. We don't have a lot of crime in here. Everyone's pretty pretty much good folk. Oh, maybe he, he starts to say, like, and, you know, we got the protection of, well, oh, well, I don't want to go spreading spreading things that, that aren't my, my news to tell, but we've got some protectors in here. When, if worse comes to worse, maybe he cranes his, his head around looking at your sword. Other, uh, you know, stalwart protectors were here. That probably, uh... Make people feel even better. But hey, if you need anything while you're here, if you can't find it here, let me know. And I can send word over to uh, Leylon to have them ship it down if uh, you can't find what you need here. Most things are uh, easily enough shipped. Maybe Anders is like eavesdropping, like doing extra supplies nearby. And just like, well, not now that that dragon attacked. Good luck getting stuff from Leylon now. Anders, shut up. Get back to your work. He's like, don't mind him. Just spreading rumors. Anyway, need anything else? No, sir. I, I truly do appreciate the conversation and the information here. Uh, we might just visit your shrine before we head out. Um, I think we're good. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna head back in and check in with our friend Inverna. So yeah. Uh, so you, I think you pass the little um, like the smithy here. Nilsa and Nars, the brother and sister, looking out the window as you walk by, and maybe a. Uh, Nil or Nars, the little boy, kind of waves at you, and her sister's like, "No, stop!" Kind of pushes him down, and they kind of hide. But then you continue on to a Stone Hill Inn. Inns in D and D are kind of more like almost like restaurants. Maybe like the there's a whole upper story of um, like where rooms are, but there's all these kind of like big tables, like round tables that anyone can sit at, and like a big bar too. There's a few people in here. There's two kind of servers. Um, like lady servers, and there's one guy behind the bar. And oh, probably uh, Inverna is at the bar already. She's got like a, a mug of something she's just sipping on. But yeah, what do you do? Oh, maybe maybe as you walk in, the. Oh, well, top of the morning! Uh, Feeny and Shanjan walk in and um, head over to where Inverna is. Her ears like kind of perk up because she knows that she, you know, they're entering. And they pull up a bar stool. Um, she puts her bag down next to her, like in front of her, you know, by the, like in front of the, in front of her, so that it's protected, but still, like, sits down at the bar. Yeah. So the bartender guy might uh, kind of look down at that, and he's like, "Oh well, then you play." Oh well, yeah. You know, yes, sir, I do. Thank you so much um, for noticing. Uh, I am a musician here uh just just passing through for the night and i think he and oh to describe this guy a little more he's kind of like 
sort of scrawny. He's like an older guy too. He maybe has like a wispy, uh, like gray goatee kind of thing. Um, he's he might be wearing like a hat too. Well, I just thought you were passing adventurers, but a minstrel that's even better. Well, you know we are adventurers, and actually we're just we're just you know passing through your fine town for the night. I uh, wouldn't want to bother you with any song or anything like that. We're just here to to have a a frosty brew and um, settle in for the night. In front of Inverna, there's like she was drinking from a, a mug, but you see that she has like an entire gallon, like one of these cartoon like jug band kind of things. Mm -hmm. What are those big jugs called? Yeah, a jug of something. It's got like the X's on it. She's like, uh, yeah, go ahead and... Oh, I forgot she has a southern accent too. What have I done? She's like, oh, well, I got I got enough for all three. She kind of pours three drinks. and um, Yeah, and this, this older kind of skinny guy. Well, uh, pleasure to meet you. My name's uh, Toblin Stonehill. Heard you're looking for some work? Yes, sir. We could... We could make a few more coins before we head out. If you want to have a performance here in the inn, I mean, that would be real good. I can definitely pay for that. Hey, while you think it over, this next this next jug's on the house. How about that? Yeah, Inverna. One of the, the few times you see her smile as she refills her mug from this jug of ale. Oh, like a growler. Basically, it's a growler. That's what it is. Feeny like turns her back to the bartender I'm imagining like Inverna's in the middle and the two of them are on either side of her and kind of like leans over and taps Shanjan in the back and says uh what do you think we could take one of these adventures or I could just go ahead and perform I mean it seems like those little kids really liked me so they could probably bring some people in for tips and you know, wouldn't be any um, strings off my ukulele to perform for this town. You know, either way, I think it would behoove us to go ahead and make a few extra while we're here. He kind of ponders for a moment. You're pretty uh, good at fighting and things if they need some help. That could be some easy money, but hey, I love your playing, so I don't know. Shenzhen and Inverna, this involves you too. So maybe she like leans back a little bit to like listen. Well, I am a little bit concerned about this dragon that they say is down south. I don't know if we should just go back up to the Tribor Trail and head out that way. Or if we want to go further, there's a good chance that we could run into some trouble. And I am a little concerned about the people here of Fandolin what might happen if this trouble comes this way. I don't want to go back to the place that we were before. And I know for sure that I'm not ready to face a, a dragon again. That, the bartender guy, um, I forget if he says name, but his name's Toblin. Who cares? Um, you figured it out somehow. Stonehill. You got it. That's his last name. He's gone somewhere else, but this, uh, the younger of the two bartender people the servers um kind of comes over to you she's a blonde the other one's like a, a brunette and she's maybe she does have like a couple things of like mugs that she's going to serve to these other people but she kind of goes to the bar which is there's no reason for her to go to the bar 
And she's like, oh, well, uh, <laughs> you're worried about the dragon, but you're, you're missing the orcs in front of your face. That's the real problem, if you ask me. A lot of the town folks are saying the same. Well, these orcs are coming down from the mountains. Now this dragon's up there, and they're going to cause a lot more problems than those than any dragon would, I think. And also, we got some grains. We got an orchard up there. That's the real concern, if you ask me. Hmm. And Inverna, I think, uh, just spits. If you remember, she really hates orcs. She, she has a big scar from an orc, in fact. What did that woman just say? Just kind of addressing you. Inverna, it sounds to me like my fear of uh, the giants in the sky might be overshadowed by what's coming down the mountains. And to be quite honest with you, I'm not really uh, looking forward to fighting any orcs. If they're heading down here, and, and she's right, there's orchards, there's, there's humans. This town is full of a mixed community. This is not the place that I want to be if those orcs come this way. I mean... I personally don't have a stake in anybody here in Phandalin. We could go back up to the Tribor Trail or we could stay here and fight. I think at this point, we either have to go one way or the other. I don't know, Shanjan, do you think that this is something that we need to stay here and help people out? I think even though you, you didn't address her, kind of Minerva kind of finishes her whole mug, kind of slams it down. And starts pouring another one. She's like, not even looking at you. Just has her hat, her cowboy hat is kind of just over her eyes still. And she's like, well, if there's if there's orcs nearby, this sounds like a good place for me to stay. My blade has been a bit dry of late. She kind of leans back and sipping from her mug again. And then Shenzhen, who you actually asked the question to, is just like, um, I guess, uh, you know, going in that that time where we met there's been a lot of people who need a lot of help and can't help themselves and especially if there's some kind of board of people asking for help I mean I guess and he kind of looks to both of these ladies you know both you and Inerva um, I mean we're not the best but I guess we can help alright well what if we stay at the Stone Hill, I play a few songs, and then we head out to the Town Master's Hall first thing in the morning and pick up some extra work and see what we can do to help this town create some sort of barrier against the orcs that may be coming this way. If we end up getting blood on our swords, then we do. We may not be the best, but we're efficient and we've done this before. But I think there's a way that we can make a little money and help out the town while we're here. So you want to kind of set up like a performance? Yeah, I think so. That sounds awesome. So, yeah, there might be um, some like a montage kind of of you talking to um, Toblin, uh, the owner of the the inn here, and uh, setting up something and then maybe it's nighttime and people are maybe there's like a lot of people coming in to kind of watch this performance on you and your uh ukulele you have a song prepared 
<laughs> I can make one. <laughs> so basically, like, I would, um, like, the little kids and stuff and everybody else would be there. Maybe they didn't even have a stage, but they have a, like, they bring in, like, a pallet, like, a couple pallets and stack them up, you know, like those wooden pallets. Like, Ander and this will come in and load them in from uh, the provisions place. Go ahead and play with my untuned um, magical ukulele. assume you do like a whole performance kind of thing i did a whole hour long performance yeah. and played magical ukulele songs that uh really um warmed the hearts of all of the town folk and, well that was know. the intention we'll see in a minute we'll figure it out but could you look on that second sheet like not your character sheet but the other one this is all of your spells do you have any because as a bard you kind of can cast magic through your spells your songs so dancing lights um and vicious mockery or cantrips you can kind of cast them whenever you want as many times as you want and first level spell you can only cast two per day but you have this list to choose from and you can cast the same one like twice or you can pick two that you want two of the four and they're kind of more powerful except for this one since it has ritual was that identify yeah so ritual means you can take a long time so maybe like a i think it's like 10 minutes and you don't have to spend one of the two per day that makes sense yeah yeah that's how kind of spell cast works spell casting works here what would any of this benefit me right now since i'm really just like performing for them to make money i don't know do you think any of those spells would kind of help you impress people maybe just the dancing lights so that sounds awesome so assuming you're casting that, which I love, you don't have to spend actions for not in combat or anything. I think I want to have you... I think performance is another skill, right? Oh, yes, it's performance. Yeah, okay. So I think since you're casting a spell with this, I think I'm going to give you advantage on that. So what that means is you get to roll two of these d20s. So here's the other one. And you can take the best one. Since you have kind of an advantage, since you're also using magic to help you. Nice. So you can throw away that 8 and keep the 14 instead. And then what's your performance? Plus 4. Oh my gosh, so 18? I was looking for about a 10, so you're way better. Am I supposed to be writing these things down? No, this is just for this particular performance, right? So you're, you impress basically everybody. Even just, if it's just strumming, even, with the dancing lights and this, do you turn into, like, a human form, or are they just the four orbs looking cool, or what do you think? 
I was kind of thinking like I'd be more like I'd be playing and then they'd be like um, glowing orbs that would be like popping out of the ukulele yeah cool and like almost like glowing little balls dancing around so people are sort of like mesmerized by these glowing balls like bouncing around you know like uh, like little kids could like be like reaching up for them like oh I want to touch that you know but it's just like a glowing light yeah I love that that's really cool and yeah there's maybe like a a dozen or two dozen maybe of the townsfolk that kind of came to watch this probably not everybody but a good number of people all the important people probably and you get you know a standing ovation it's the coolest thing they've probably ever seen in their lives most of them um and yeah i think you probably get paid a little bit i would assume i don't know if there's any mechanic for how much you would get paid but i would say that's like um here how about your roll we'll do it randomly I'll give you advantage on this too. Roll that twice and take the better result. What's this thing called? A ten-sided die. Roll it twice. Hmm. Ooh, so one, and you're probably gonna get better. I don't like getting all these ones. Wow. Ten. That's ten. So you get ten more gold pieces. So I have nineteen now. Yeah. You're racking, racking in the dough. Oh, and I think how I'll explain that because ten is an outrageous amount of money to get from this. I think... Um, but I started off with 10. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Toblin, the innkeeper guy. Toblerone. Toblerone, even better. Uh, Toblin is just... Um, he's like, please don't call me that. And uh, <laughs> tell you what, um, that was the best thing that I've seen in a long time. Um, whew, I never thought I'd hear music like that again. I think Inverna was like crying or something. It's It was great. And he's like, tell you what, this is all of the money that the folks came in, um, half of what they they bought in like the the ale and such. And I'm gonna give you some of mine too that I've been saving up because I'd love to hear that again sometime. And you know, you you've earned this. This is incredible, and that's why you get like way more than probably you're expecting. Well, I think it's the uh, the the room is like a certain amount per night but he gives you the first night free and gives you like free uh dinner and everything it's probably like a, a lamb chop or something it works out pretty well you wake up feeling like more rested than you have in so long you've been camping for like what did i say like a month or two um it's a bright new day so let's play now i think maybe as you go downstairs um into the place you know the the actual inn again that same dwarf is there only but pretty much everyone else is gone might be eating some eggs or something i mean i guess we could stop and like have breakfast before we head out to the town master hall but the plan is to go there yeah so yeah maybe you've already like you you've already eaten and whatever and then on your way out i think that dwarf kind of um raises his hand kind of to get your attention it's just like uh with when he's within arm's reach of you and you you know what dwarves are right just like they got the big beards this guy is a real stocky he's got uh he's geared up to like travel somewhere maybe he's got maybe a backpack on the chair next to him and he's like uh 
in oh in the the war remember all the dwarves were kind of like your superior officers sort of he kind of stops you and just um well there just want to say that was that was some fine string plucking last night quite a good quite a good performance haven't heard a real bard play in maybe half a century beautiful I loved it what's your name thank you so much sir my name is Serafina Tealeaf but you can call me Feeny well, I would like that he puts his hand out his hands like maybe because he's not that much taller than you but his hands like double the size of yours Gundren Rockseeker I'm just kind of passing through myself and well my brothers and I have well we've been here for a bit it's almost our home now, I guess, but at least you're not the newest anymore. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we don't plan to stay very long. Um, we're just going to go into the town master's hall and check out the board and see if there's any adventures that we could probably get into and help out along the way. But since you've been here just a bit longer than us, well, I mean, I'm very curious to know if uh, you believe that the orcs are an issue as well. Orcs, they're, they're a dime a dozen. They're a silver piece a dozen. Hmm. But I'm real worried about that dragon, I'll be honest. Nothing quite like a dragon, especially with this town's pretty... It uh, makes me a bit nervous. And my two brothers are out there. I actually talked to uh, Wester over there, the town master, to put up a quest for anyone who can help out to get my warn my brothers that this dragon's hanging about. They're off doing their own thing. We're all kind of, uh, you might call us historians. We're kind of looking for, uh, for something in particular, but they've been off on an excavation for quite a bit, and with this dragon out, I think it's time for them to come home, so I think that should be on the board by now. And All right, well, sir, so what you're telling me now is that your brothers are missing? Not missing. I th- I'm pretty sure we know where they are. They should be at that site, but... They gotta be warned that this dragon's about. Might be time for them to come home, you know. I don't know if you ever fought a dragon, but they should not be taken lightly. Well, sir, I don't want to get into it too much, but I will tell you that I have seen a dragon before in my time, and so has Shanjan and Inverna. I think when you look at Shanjan, he's just his face has turned like white. You can just. You share a look with him and can tell that he's thinking the same thing. I appreciate talking with you and for your information. Stay safe and we will see you around. And we're going to head out to the town master's hall. Yeah, and if you see my two brothers, if you end up taking that, that gig, uh, just slap them for me. Two idiots. Anyway, and then he turns back to his eggs. Yeah, so the town, the plan now is to go to the town master's hall. Mm-hmm. It's like a big meeting hall, basically. It's uh, pretty much empty now, but there's a big kind of sign like sticking into the, the ground, you know? Like, imagine a, like a bulletin board, but outside. So, yeah, there's, um, on that board, there's two little sheets of paper that are tacked up there with little nails or something. I guess tacks aren't invented now. Who knows? But anyway, um, yeah, there are two to choose from.
Thanks for joining us for this episode of This American Dice Presents D&D, Dragon of Spire Peak, Part 1. Your cast was Marisa as Serafina Tealeaf and David as the Dungeon Master. Austin helped with the opening. Music for this episode was An Ocean Wide by Sebastian Forsland. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe to our show at your favorite podcatcher, it would really help this American Dice. Austin will read every five-star review we receive on air in a funny voice. Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice. And remember, wash your hands and wear a mask.
So you're a healer, aren't you? Am I supposed to talk to you? Yeah, yeah. You can just... Yeah. Remember, like, Demi, you just... No, you're your character. Oh. Cut that out. 